A woman named Rachel Ann relates, So I woke up, and my dog is lying on the back patio covered in dirt with a rabbit in its mouth. The rabbit's not bloody, just dirty. My neighbor's kids raise blue ribbon rabbits. I instantly knew it was one of theirs. I took the rabbit away from my dog, rushed inside, and washed all the dirt off before my neighbors could come home. It was stiff, but I was hoping it was only in shock. I took it and placed it back in one of the cages in their backyard. Then I zoomed back home. Not 30 minutes later, I hear my neighbors screaming, so I go out and ask them what's wrong. They tell me their rabbit died three days ago, and they buried it, but now it's back in the cage. <laughs> there is something so incredibly surprising about an empty tomb. The empty tomb is a question that demands an answer, an explanation. When Christ rose from the dead, it is not like a res resuscitation like Lazarus. Christ's bodily resurrection begins a new mode of existence for redeemed human nature. Unlike Lazarus, the resurrected body of Christ will never die again, and it shines forth in all the glory that divinity and life itself fills it with. Christ's resurrection would have been enough for our own bodily resurrection and glorification without the empty tomb. In fact, an early tradition of the church that many still hold to this day is Christ did not pass through an open tomb. Rather, he passed through the sealed tomb, just as he passed through the doors of the locked upper room later that night. A resurrected body doesn't need the tomb to be unsealed. It was the angels that rolled back the stone after he had passed through the sealed tomb. This means there's a deeper meaning to the empty tomb. The real purpose of the empty tomb is not for Jesus. It's for us. It is the shock of the empty tomb that makes women weep, apostles run, and soldiers take bribes to keep their mouths shut. It is the spark that begins the inferno of the gospel message that spread over the face of the earth. Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. The sign of the empty tomb, made complete with the appearance of the resurrected Christ, is what moves Christianity from the frightened apostles in the upper room to a religion that flew to the farthest corners of the known world in a generation. The event of Jesus' resurrection and the empty tomb demands the same response from us as it did the apostles those 2,000 years ago. Does not matter how much time has passed. The testimony is the same. The surprise of the apostles is the same. The empty tomb that confronted them that day 2,000 years ago is the empty tomb that confronts us. It demands an answer. It demands a response. We hear from St. Paul in testimony to the resurrected Lord that at one time he appeared to more than 500 people at once. Perhaps one of the greatest testimonies to the resurrection and the empty tomb is the shift 
of celebrating the holy day, the Jewish holy day of the Sabbath on Saturday, to the Lord's Day, Sunday, the first day of the week. Pope Benedict XVI Emeritus recalls that perhaps this is the greatest piece of evidence for the fact of the empty tomb and the appearance of the resurrected Lord in the upper room. The fact that in Judaism, the Sabbath was so sacred because of creation and the Ten Commandments that only an extraordinary event could possibly move this sacred day from Saturday to Sunday. Only an event like the resurrection itself. This empty tomb continues to be an invitation for us. When we let this event enter into our hearts, let it strike us with its power, there is no limit to the impact that it can have on our witness. We are part of the same people going all the way back to that day that continues to be affected and transformed by the resurrection. In the resurrection, its power doesn't affect just our bodies when we're raised up at the end of time. It also has a power here and now. Perhaps look back over your life, over some of those darkest moments and most difficult moments, the times where you thought there's no way you would ever escape, there's no way that you would get out of this unscathed. And recall how somehow you came to this moment. You passed through that darkness, that suffering, and you ended up safely here by the grace of God. You look back and marvel at how you possibly passed through all the difficulties and ended up here, safe and sound. But that's the power of God's grace and the resurrection already at play in us. When we testify to the resurrection, it's not just the event that led to the empty tomb and the appearance of Christ in the upper room. It's something that affects our darkest moments, those parts of us that have been dead and yet brought back to life through the power of God's grace. So our testimony to the resurrection is not just the empty tomb. It's not just Jesus appearing in the upper room. It's also all those moments of our life that have been resurrected, those many resurrections that the power of God's grace pervades and continues to give us energy and life. Because of Jesus' resurrection, the horizon of human existence is no longer limited. It's infinite. Death is no longer the end. Through the resurrection, life itself destroyed death and human nature was released from its bondage. The same power that raised Christ from the dead and glorifies him lies within us who have been baptized. So today we see the empty tomb. May we also believe with St. John as he did. May the fact of this event transform us and inspire us to tell others about this incredible happening May the resurrection continue to deliver us from our darkest and most difficult hours. And may the resurrection of Christ raise our bodies to eternal life after the pattern of his own glorious body. And so we profess today, particularly today above all other days, he is risen.
He is risen indeed.